In today's episode of Crypto Over Coffee, we're talking about this crazy crypto rally, but more specifically, I'll share not only how I'm trading this, but how you can avoid the most costly mistakes that you can make in market conditions like these. There are many questions. Is this a bull market? Has crypto bottomed? Let's discuss all of this and more in the show today. As you know the drill, grab yourself a coffee, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and let's go ahead and dive into it. Now, there are three types of people in crypto in general. There are bulls that will latch onto every single pump and call it a return to a bull market. There are bulls that act like bears because they're constantly looking for a lower entry. And then there are those who quietly execute their own well-laid plans without trying to play the losing game of predicting the market's next move. Your task, my friends, is to ignore the first two types of people and to be that third type of person who forms and executes a plan based on both the bullish and bearish indicators that always exist in every market at any given time. Right now, we are seeing some of the weight that's lifted off the shoulders of the crypto market after a lot of bad news, to be honest with you. You have dreams of a Fed pivot after receding inflation numbers are reported. We're time and distance away from the FTX collapse. And honestly, there's a desire to see a bull market resurgent again, and that's driven Bitcoin up over 30% in a month, uh, altcoins seeing hardy gains as well in many different cases, some liquidity has returned to the global financial markets, not much, but a little bit, which helps. So how am I trading this meteoric rise? Am I a big buyer? Am I taking profit? And let me share that with you. My belief is that one of the biggest mistakes one can make is to buy deeply in large lump sums into a double digit percentage gain, because more often than not, you become exit liquidity for those who are taking profits at the inevitable end of the run, which you cannot predict, by the way. So no, I'm not a big buyer here right now as this rally continues. Even though I do believe that Bitcoin is going back to all-time highs and beyond in the years to come, not in 2023, but in the years to come, I'm still not aggressively buying this uptrend. Here's why. FOMO is not a trade signal. My philosophy is that those who have been in bear market mode and applying dollar cost averaging or DCA in the correct way, which is to average in during downturns and take profit on the uptrend, have likely already accumulated enough to have the luxury now to decide and make a decision right now as to what they want to do. Do you want to take some profits off the table now that Bitcoin's in that $22,000 range? Or do you want to ride it out and bet on further upside? Same thing for altcoins. For me, I've taken some profit because that's what I do when I have it. And I've got a good mix of crypto and cold storage as well for that inevitable move back up in the long term. But I've also got cash on the sideline ready for opportunities to buy both blue chips and altcoins alike if that moment arises. My portfolio mix is about 70% Bitcoin and Ether and about 30% altcoins that I'm fond of long term. And make sure you subscribe because I'm planning to make a video about the altcoins that are still in my portfolio. So again, make sure you're subscribed so you get a heads up when that comes out. The bigger question here though is this. Do I think that this uptrend that we're seeing, this crypto rally is going to last? Are we in a bull market again? Is this a bull trap? So let's discuss that. To me, there are a few things that are bullish from my perspective right now that could be driving this. First of all, we've had absolute cataclysm in the crypto markets from three hours capital and Terra Luna to FTX and now Genesis Global and DCG. And here we are surviving, building and moving forward. Crypto didn't get hit 
as nearly as hard as they thought it would as a result of FTX. For now, there are also many who believe that the recession fears and the fight against inflation are maybe not as horrible as we originally thought, with CPI prints showing inflation on the downtrend. People are betting that the Fed will pivot and send markets back into a frenzy. It's almost as if the inevitable recession is now a bullish flag. However, I'm not convinced, but more on that in just a second. To round out the bull case, most of, if not all of the forced sellers and panic sellers have been washed out of the market. Tons of coins are locked up in bankruptcies and they're unsellable for now. Order books are thin and you can see lots of movement in the price, even with a small amount of activity. And all that's really needed to continue a bullish trend here is enough demand, enough buying pressure to sustain the run which may eventually run out, the capital here may run out, but it might not be until we see Bitcoin cross into the 30K range. For me, the bull case is for us to land in the upper 20Ks or lower 30Ks for Bitcoin before moving sideways and then back down. I do not think we will see a true bull market this year, nor all-time highs. That, to me, is wishful thinking. Reason being, the bear case is also pretty darn compelling, so let's talk about that. The global macroeconomic environment is still in dire straits, despite what people want to believe. Credit usage is up by consumers, indicating that consumers are turning towards credit to survive. Companies are starting to show struggles in earnings and executing cost-cutting measures. Layoffs have begun at some of the biggest and well-capitalized companies, including tech and including the financial services industry. And where financial services like banking goes, the rest of the market usually follows. Inflation is trending in the right direction right now, yes, but it's still high and well above that target range. And it wouldn't be the first time in history that inflation did a pump fake and ran up again, making a jump again after trending downward. So sure, Bitcoin and the rest of the market may have priced in or ignored bad news like Gemini Earn, DCG and Genesis or some of the latest FTX news, but it wouldn't shake off a 50 plus point or 50 plus basis point rate hike or hawkish Fed opinion in my view. Because of that risk, I'd be very careful trusting the all-in for a new bull market narrative that's hatching out on the interwebs right now. We could very well find ourselves cheering a $30,000 Bitcoin and altcoin pumps only to see a massive hammer blow sending the market back to lows again, maybe even new lows. We need liquidity to drive a new bull market, and in a deep recession, rife with layoffs and a risk-off environment, I don't think we see that type of inflow in crypto until there's an economic recovery. And institutions are going to be very careful right now, given the regulatory environment and given what's happened in crypto recently. It's possible we haven't seen a market bottom yet. And I myself am considering this potentiality in my own strategy. I'm taking profits, but leaving some on the table that I've already bought at lower prices along the way. And I'm not underestimating the fact that we are in a completely different economic environment than we were in previous bear markets, including 2019. Everyone's talking about sort of bullish resurgence back then. There are just far too many unknowns and trapdoors in place here to be confident that we are out of the woods for long. One final word of caution here is that your favorite crypto personalities and influencers and commentators on social media are gonna protect their ego either way the market goes, right? They're either gonna act as if they prognosticated this rally if prices continue to rise, or they'll shout from the rooftops that they called this a bull trap and they asked you to take profits if the market goes down. Either way, the best bet for you is to ignore that noise, gather data, tangible data, make your own determination as to what you want to do in the market based on your own unique situation. At least 
half the crypto Twitter traders are fake anyway. They're not really trading at all. And if they are, they're not showing you the full picture of their performance. They're not showing you the good, the bad, and the ugly. They're just showing you the good and then deleting tweets later to show you only the good. And speaking of shady activity, you're going to want to stick around for 404 Logic Not Found today, a segment that comes later in the show because FTX is on the chopping block again, and I honestly can't believe why. In other news, the SEC is at it again with enforcement against crypto companies, this time settling a case against Nexo for the unregistered offer and sale of securities through its interest-bearing product, EIP. As part of the settlement, Nexo agreed to pay fines totaling $45 million to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, and the North American Securities Administrators Association, or NASA, with two A's. It's very confusing. I always think about NASA. Anyways, this news comes after reports came to light about a full-scale raid at Nexo by Bulgarian officials, in Bulgaria of course, raising concerns around financial crimes and malfeasance at the company. What's most interesting, however, is that the SEC settlement with Nexo seems to ignore the crypto tokens that are on offer on the platform and instead focuses squarely and solely on the interest-bearing product, which raises some eyebrows about why the SEC wouldn't take this opportunity to try and classify certain crypto tokens as securities in the process of the investigation and in the settlement agreement. That type of move wouldn't be new to them either because previous enforcement action has included subtle or not so subtle language that serves this type of evaluation that certain cryptocurrencies are securities and not commodities. It's all part of the chess match. Speaking of which, there's a bit of an update on the landmark SEC versus Ripple case that is actually going to decide which cryptocurrencies are securities and which are not. So as you may know, Ripple and its main leaders like CEO Brad Garlinghouse have been engaged in a long legal battle with the SEC to decide whether XRP, that native token in this ecosystem, is an unregistered security offering. This case is thought to be one of the most, if not the most, impactful and pivotal moments in crypto history, deciding whether or not basically every single cryptocurrency except for Bitcoin, to be honest, is a security and subject to securities registrations and laws. Recently, Brad Garlinghouse gave his opinion on when the case will finally come to a close and we will know the outcome. He stated that he believes the case will be decided by the judge within a matter of months here in 2023. While the result of the case is unpredictable to say the least, and Garlinghouse didn't speculate as to the result, he did state his dismay at the conduct of the SEC throughout the process of this case. I quote from a Cointelegraph article that I found on this matter. Garlinghouse said, again, I quote, not once did they, the SEC, say to me that we think XRP may be a security. So to later go back and say, hey, the whole time we thought XRP was a security, we just didn't tell you, that doesn't feel like a genuine partnership between public sector and private sector. This epitomizes the problem with regulation by enforcement, which seems to be the sole strategy at the SEC right now for dealing with crypto. Whether this case is settled or decided by the judge in a summary judgment or it goes to jury trial, it will be hugely impactful, this result. And it is just case in point, pun intended, that there is no collaboration right now between the SEC and industry to avoid issues like this. And I hope we get some clarity this year one way or another, but this is going to be a story to watch here in the next several months. 
Now, my friends, you know what time it is? It's 404. That is 404 Logic Not Found, a firecracker of a segment on the show where we bring attention to illogical happenings in the space. And if you want to help this show get some attention, which is really, really important to me, please hit like, get subscribed, follow the podcast, share it with your friends. Whatever you can do is much appreciated. Now, what if I told you that the FTX situation, as if it could, is getting even more ridiculous than it already has been? Well, it is, and in several different ways. To start, the acting CEO, John J. Ray III, who was presiding over the ashes of FTX through bankruptcy, is now making some very questionable decisions and moves, in my humble opinion. First of all, he is defending the decision to continue to employ the law firm Sullivan and Cromwell as advisors despite concerns from the community and creditors about conflict of interest due to the firm's previous engagements with FTX and affiliate companies, as well as its ties to a private equity firm that is allegedly trying to scoop up creditor claims to FTX for a heavy discount behind the scenes. It's very fishy to say the least, and we don't know the truth about what's going on, but it's very fishy. And fishier still, because Ray is now claiming that FTX could explore spinning the exchange back up as part of this recovery process. And we've talked about this on the show before. That would be absolutely insane and despicably stupid. No one will trust anything within thousands of miles of FTX, let alone connect their bank account to it or send crypto to the exchange if it were to restart. Do you think banks are going to be cool with you sending a wire transfer to FTX, an FTX-affiliated company? No. My confidence that the FTX situation is stable now is very, very low, and I'm baffled as to what's going on. And as all this is unfolding, it's been brought to light through the Genesis global bankruptcy that Genesis was the largest unsecured creditor to FTX, totaling over $200 million. So it's no wonder Genesis tanked, right? That's a major wackadoo to lose after getting crushed for over a billion dollars by Three Arrows Capital before. So across the board, this whole thing is a total absence of sense and logic. The unsecured lending, the retaining controversial legal representation at a time where trust is paramount, and floating the idea of restarting a crypto exchange at a time when trust is at an all-time low. None of it makes any sense at all. And now you're seeing reports that Sam Bankman-Fried not only still maintains that starting the exchange back up is a good idea and that Binance US is in fact solvent after all, which is totally insane and should tell you we should not be spinning back up the exchange because Sam Bankman-Fried's telling us to, but also the government seized $700 million worth of assets from Sam Bankman-Fried, apparently, after he claimed he only had $100,000 left to his name. It's pretty clear that things are far from settled at FTX and around FTX's ex-leaders like Sam Bankman-Fried, and we have yet to find out the true breadth of the ripple effect that will continue to have on this space in the wake of FTX's collapse. There's still a lot of stuff that we've got to figure out with Genesis and DCG and FTX and Gemini and all these companies that are still affected. We don't know where this contagion's going to end. So stay frosty, my friends. Drink yourself a delicious coffee. Uh, this coffee is from Red Rooster from Floyd, Virginia, uh, a town that I spent quite a bit of time in as a young adult. Uh, I guess I'm kind of a young adult still. But anyways, thank you so much for your patience in posting videos. I had a baby, so it's really difficult for me to A, get sleep, and B, spend time making videos. So I had a little bit of time, figured I'd make one today. Uh, but if you have some time to stick around, here's a video that you might really enjoy about cryptocurrency. And make sure you are subscribed and stick around on the channel for the Q&A show, which should be coming up in the next day or two.
Cheers.